Welcome to Consumable Good. I'm Billy. I'm Emily. This is a podcast about an everyday couple stumbling through a plant-based keto lifestyle. We're excited for you to join us on our journey, but if you do decide to go down this journey with us, uh, make sure you consult uh, an expert to make sure it's the right journey for you. And with that, we are excited about today's episode. Yeah, this week we're talking about sweets or sweet things, but not as we were a couple weeks ago with cheat meals, but we're talking about sweet things that don't derail your progress. So I definitely come from a family with a big sweet tooth and that was a big struggle when we were on regular keto Mm -hmm. and definitely transitioning to plant-based, it's still a struggle. And I think it's important to have a few things kind of up your sleeve to to be your go-tos of what am I gonna have when I need that sweet something in the evening or, or need a bit of a treat when you're not planning a cheat meal. So we definitely have quite a few or maybe quite a bit of experience of hunting for different things, <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that uh, there's no surprise that, you know, stripping everything out of your diet right away, it, it leads to this possibility of wanting more or craving it more and more. So <clears throat> we have done a lot of research and we've been bamboozled by a few products that, you know, we thought were fit within the macros and didn't, or they've changed the recipe since. So I think some of the things that we have found that are that have really helped make us successful is you know really making sure that if you're going to have something sweet that it's balanced in that one of the things that we found that have has been very that is successful and it'll probably be one of the first things that you come across when really searching like keto treats is going to be fat bombs which are usually really good because they're a good good amount of protein generally they have a lot of fat in them because they're usually a coconut derivative and they're a great thing to just have laying around. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I would suggest is check the protein. If you can add protein in, that's always going to make it better. We find that having something with protein in it later in the evening tends to knock that craving out a little bit easier so you're not continually snacking. For sure. And I think especially if there's so many fat bomb recipes out there. I know you can buy some. I think they're pretty expensive. But if you can make your own, you can tweak the flavors. Um, I know there's a lot that use peanut butter as a base or like you said, coconut oil. So if you prefer one flavor over the other, you can tweak it to what you like. I will say a bit of cautionary tale. Some of them are just peanut butter, fake sugar and like cocoa powder, which can be a bit cloying. Definitely. They're not, they're not an exact replica of like peanut butter cups or whatever they're trying to be. Right. So I think there's, there's some trial and error involved, but there's so many recipes out there that there's easily one that will suit your taste. You just have to put in the work to find it really. Yeah, and I think when it comes to mixing in that sweet, uh, we have tried a lot of different sugar alternatives. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the stevia is a first one. Uh, Everybody kind of has there, but I think that the one that we've really found originally was the granulated version of monk fruit sweetener that was Mm -hmm. basically a sugar replacement. But since then, and starting to kind of develop our own you know, tastes and different recipes that we want for kind of a, a, a sweet treat that fits all the needs, but doesn't derail the, the progress that we're doing. We found that the confectioner sugar, uh, which is their equivalent of powdered sugar, has been a lot easier to incorporate into different things like peanut butter or, you know, a chocolate, uh, like a chocolate powder with something else to really kind of make it so it doesn't get this weird grainy texture. Uh, and really kind of gives you that more satisfaction of it's more dessert-like at the end of the day. Well, it has less of that like astringent taste at the end that some of the other sh- sugars or fake sugars have. Um, and it's it's easier to measure it out, right? It's same as the granulated one that we used before. It's a one-for-one substitute. So if the recipe calls for one tablespoon of sugar, you know to use one tablespoon of the monk fruit 
sweetener, whereas some of the liquid sweeteners, they vary of like, sometimes it's the same amount as like a, um, you know, maple syrup you might use, but sometimes the sweetener is much stronger. So it really can affect the taste of it and not only the sweetness, but with this, some of the other sweeteners, it does have that sort of aftertaste that mm-hmm. is a bit unsettling. So I think we found that it doesn't have that aftertaste. It's easy to mix into recipes that we maybe used before. Um, and it's pretty easy to find at most stores. Yeah. And I would say with liquid liquid sweeteners, they can be a bit tricky because you'll see recipes where they call for like two or three drops, but you don't know what brand they're using. Mm-hmm. So you're really trying to, you're ba- trying to balance it to taste. And that can get tricky because I think with those, like you said, the, that weird end taste that kind of comes out of them. Once you put too much in, you pretty much ruin the entire the entire batch, and that that's kind of unsettling and, and annoying. One of the things that we have found also is having a good like chocolate powder. Most mm-hmm. of them are well; they're obviously plant based. Mm-hmm. Um, they generally they are also vegan uh, in what they're used because you can get the the chocolate powders are usually void of the the dairy products that chocolate normally comes with. So. We have found a couple high quality chocolate powders that have really helped kind of enhance the flavor. And when you have a higher quality chocolate that you don't need as much sweetness because of that rich cocoa taste, which has been quite, quite nice. When you also don't need as much of the cocoa powder itself because it is such a like concentrated taste, you don't need to add more powder. And sometimes the powder is what makes it that like, not sticky, but like cloying mm. texture in your mouth. So if you can just add less to it, it's a more pleasurable texture too, <laughs> yeah. as well as a better taste, definitely. And then the other thing, I think, I don't know if you want to talk about chia seeds. Yeah, we spoke about it last week that we kind of recently found chia seeds. I know everyone else probably knows about them, but we found them. Um, and there's quite a lot of recipes of chia seed puddings or chia seeds as overnight oats. So there's lots of different recipes out there. Again, trial and error. We found a few that we liked, a few that didn't quite work for us. But they're a great um, filling added piece to those some of those sweet ones so we have found a pudding recipe that works pretty well for us it's just chia seeds almond milk um, a bit of sweetener and cocoa powder sort of a chocolate pudding-esque um, you definitely need to leave it some time for the chia seeds to bloom I guess is what um, but absorb some of that uh, liquid but it is a pretty tasty pudding um, it it does add some texture which is nice it's not just the same old um, mush is a lot of plant-based food can be a bit mushy so it does add some texture which is lovely um, and there's lots of ways you can adapt the flavor we have thought about adding protein powder to it with the higher workouts sometimes getting enough protein is still a bit of a struggle so a spoon or two of that into the pudding just helps us keep our energy up keep ourselves kind of nourished enough to work out the next day that's been really nice and really the pudding trying out the different recipes has led us also to maybe the next important point is that we have quite a few ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, desserts and sweet things, you're not really going to be able to find them at the store or like we live in a more industrial area, so there's lots of like petrol stations nearby, but they don't have some of the other products you might find. They don't have keto friendly products, right? It's small mass market, which makes sense because that's what they are. So having those puddings ready to go is nice for us. We always have something in the cupboard if, or in the fridge, I guess. Uh, if we are craving something sweet. We do also keep stocked up on a few other things that we know are go-tos for us that we really enjoy. Um, I know the first one, Smart Sweets, we've mentioned before. We're a big fan of their fish. It's similar to the like Swedish fish. That's mm-hmm. what it's sort of mimicking, I guess. 
Um, and it's pretty low carb, seven carbs per bag of fish. It's not a whole heap. We'll be honest, it's not like you're going to get a one pound bag for seven carbs, mm -hmm. but it's enough. I would say usually we'll split one. So it's, you know, three and a half carbs each. And that's a pretty good substitute for something sweet in the evening. Yeah. And we just recently came across, I think it's a brand new product. So we, we actually kind of stumbled across it doing our, our weekly shopping. Uh, but there's a cookie brand called Lenny and Larry's and they just came out with a keto version. Mm -hmm. And generally when you see the word keto incorporated into the, the logo, when you're looking at plant-based and you're removing animal products, a lot of the time they use whey as kind of the binder, the, the flour replacement to make sure that you're hitting those carbs. But we were delightfully surprised when looking at the ingredients and realized that it was certified vegan, which, you know, we tend to look for that label when it comes to food, because we know that if it has been, it does have that, that label on it, that there's not going to be animal products within it, which is an easy kind of trick for us to, to kind of not have to read every label and that, and in kind of the current situation, sitting around, picking everything up on the shelves, reading the labels, some people, you know, get kind of edgy it seems so mm -hmm. we're just trying to be more respectful for the other people in the grocery store uh with that there are other cookies are vegan um so they they're definitely a brand that you can trust as, as plant-based um but the previous ones we looked at i think they have like protein cookies mm -hmm. um they were not as keto friendly i think if you have more carbs in your diet you know if you're more at a 60 or something then it definitely can fit into it and i'm sure they're a bit more filling um but seeing the new keto ones was definitely a nice thing to try. We tried the chocolate chip and the peanut butter mm -hmm. and we've ordered the coconut. So obviously the first two were good enough if we're willing mm -hmm. to order a third flavor. They seem really good. I mean, they're not a real cookie, I'll be honest. It's not going to mm -hmm. be a fresh out of the oven cookie texture. Not at all. But it also is cookie reminiscent. And sometimes that's all you need. It's just that cookie-esque to get you through and then a couple days later when you have your planned cheat meal then you can have a real cookie right <laughs> yeah. and i believe they have nine grams of protein in them so mm -hmm. they are a pretty good source so either you're having one which is i think three net carbs or if you're splitting one it does kind of knock down that that urge to keep snacking because you get that that protein in there so it's definitely good another thing that we recommend having ready is it's going to be a bit on the carbier side but High quality bar of chocolate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't have to eat the whole thing. A piece here and there is is has been working for us just to kind mm -hmm. of satisfy that sweet, but not really derailing everything. And and there's some, you know, uh, cho a chocolate bar is not anything trying to be something other than it, it is a chocolate bar. So you're not getting that weird like I'm not quite satisfied because it's not quite a cookie or it's mm -hmm. not quite a, a pudding type feeling because you know it is just chocolate at the end of the day. For sure, one of the brands that we really like is Endangered Species, and they have some good flavors. And again, all certified vegan, so it's you know that it's a safe bet to to get one of those. Um, the mint one is really nice, mm -hmm. and like you said, it tastes like a real chocolate bar. It doesn't taste like a fake one. You don't have that aftertaste of fake sugar or any that some of those um, low carb chocolates have. Now, with that, it obviously is a bit higher, so it has to be planned into your diet a bit more. Um, but a couple pieces can just sometimes scratch that itch and it's a real piece of chocolate. So it's not, you don't feel like you've missed out on anything. So that definitely has been a nice thing for us to, to have as a treat every now and then. Oh yeah, definitely. So if all the, all the treats that we've kind of discussed or, or have maybe haven't brought up yet now, what's your favorite? Oh, I would say I do like smart sweets. I do. I like the fish that we have and the peach rings are really good. Some of the other ones we've tried and are not as big of fans, but I do think it's easily 
purchased at Target. You know, it's easy to find. They do have a website um, that you can order kind of a custom box with all their different ones. Um, but I think those have been really successful, not just for plant-based keto, but we obviously had those before when we were on regular keto. So I think they've really um, helped us through the journey long-term, right? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is for sure. I would say, yeah, they're definitely definitely good. I think that they changed their recipe. Mm -hmm. They're still kind of in that growing phase as a business. So I would say if you do give them a try, which we definitely recommend, mm -hmm. just keep be aware one bag, the macros might be different to the next bag we've found with them. So yeah. I think that, you know, just that diligence and making sure that it fits within your macros and you should, you should be good. It's not entirely too much different than, than it's about double. So the ones at target are about seven carbs. And then the ones that we ordered directly from smart sweets, um, and they had recently said they changed their formula when we ordered, it was months ago now, mm -hmm. were about 15 per bag. Um, and the texture is definitely different. You could see the ones that we got from Target, again, all the same brand. It's not like two different ones. It is the same brand. Um, maybe they were just testing out the new formula to people that order directly from them because it's easier for them to um, get the feedback directly and Target, they kept the same um, formula or the ones that they uh, sold to Target is the same. Um, so it's it's not like hugely different. It was double the carbs. But the texture, I would say, was the biggest thing. Target has that more like traditional. I'm not a huge fan of the real fish because they're very waxy to me. The smart sweets are more of a gummy texture, mm -hmm. like gummy bears, gummy worms sort of thing. And then the new formula that we got straight from smart sweets sort of melted a bit more. It was less chewy and more like held its shape until you bit into it. And then it was just yeah, like melted in your mm -hmm. mouth, which maybe some people might prefer. But for me, it missed out on that. Um, it just didn't feel like I was getting the real thing, whereas I think the lower carb smart sweets, the old recipe, mm -hmm. it felt like the real thing. And same with the peach rings. I feel like they're not as chewy as like real peach rings, but they're close enough and they have that sort of powdered exterior that it, it's close enough. Um, and I think they're, I'm sure they're, like you said, going through pains and maybe trying out different recipes, different ingredients. But definitely check the back of those and, and their website has lots of information too mm -hmm. about the different macros on there. Yeah. I would say for, for me, uh, I kind of, I don't think it's anything, re it's not reinventing the wheel, but I, I guess I would consider it like a fake brownie or a fake brownie batter uh, that we kind of have been doing. Uh, I'll put a recipe up on the website this week. It, it's pretty simple. It's just three ingredients. It's cocoa powder, peanut butter and um, some of the powdered sugar. Um, proportions have taken me a little bit to figure out, so I think that that's where the recipe will, will help out. But what's really cool is, you know, mixing it together, you're getting about nine grams of protein. It's only two to four net carbs, depending on the peanut butter that you use. Mm -hmm. And it really hits that sweet, that sweet satisfactory note um, with kind of the texture and the taste and things like that. And, and using a higher quality cocoa, like we discussed earlier, kind of knocks down the peanut butter taste a little bit to really kind of give it more of a, a brownie versus just peanut butter with like with chocolate on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It definitely has that like texture of brownie batter. Um, and I'm sure if you prefer nuts in your brownie, you could fold some of those in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm adamantly against that, but if you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think, uh, we're excited to, you know, if there's any feedback on that recipe, we'd love to hear or things that maybe you've mixed in that we're not thinking about that, yeah. you know, we, sometimes we, we create these recipes as a, as a one-off at the time to kind of hit that satis hit that note of satisfaction then. But, uh, it's always cool to see how they get adapted and interpreted. Uh, with that said, kind of thinking of, you know, 
changing and adapting our, you know, we, we really love our wins, fails, adjustments. And I think that one of the big wins this week when it comes to textures and things like that was finding chia seeds. Like you said, it's not anything new, but it is new to us in that it really expanded our idea of different things, not just with desserts, but with kind of making things a little bit more exciting. Um, so I think that chia seeds and, you know, the incorporation of pudding, and then we're going to be, you know, giving kind of a protein pudding style uh, trial here in the next uh, week or so. I think that that's really been probably one of the best things that's kind of happened to us over the last week when it comes to how we eat. For sure. And we've, like you said, added it to pudding, but we've also added chia seeds, just a tablespoon into our water that we're sipping on throughout the day. Um, it's just a good way to get in some extra protein and some good fiber into your diet. And it's it's really simple. I've definitely seen chia seeds, I feel like in the Bay Area, lots of kombuchas have chia seeds in them. Yeah, oh and it's yeah. just too dense of chia seeds, those drinks. I can like specifically see the bottles and the, it's just too much. So I never enjoyed those before. I usually fill a Nalgene and just put one tablespoon of chia seeds in there. So it's not like more chia seeds and water. It's very mixed into it you need to give it a couple minutes to bloom and it, they do get a bit of a gummy exterior almost so they're like very small seeds with that uh sort of texture outside but it is a nice textural added to your mm. water it's definitely filling um so if you have a bit of a longer break i know working from home sometimes it's harder to get away from those all those meetings video calls right to get lunch so that's been a nice piece to help us get through that day and um be able to Add in some extra protein and fiber. Yeah, of course. I think kind of on the opposite side, one of the big fails this mm -hmm. week, and we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks, we have really stepped up our working out to really kind of break into that next level of, of where we're going. And unfortunately, in pushing myself harder and harder, I wasn't listening to my body and I did end up like throwing a muscle in my shoulder area. Mm -hmm. And so the what really stinks is, is, that's gonna that's setting me back a week of working out. Plus, once I get back into it, I'm not gonna be able to be at the same level. So I think that that is good thing to do is really pay attention to how your body is reacting as you're adding in different elements into your your daily life and and really listening. You know, I thought that I didn't have to, uh, and I'm I'm paying the price for it. Unfortunately, mm -hmm, definitely. The other thing in our fails for this week um, was we tried aquafaba. So. I think we talked about it last week mm -hmm. and we were trying out some recipes. So it is the water that comes with uh, chickpeas in the canned chickpeas. And it's the last couple of years, it kind of works as egg whites. So you can use it in desserts to replace that egg side of it. Um, we've definitely tried a couple recipes and have yet to quite find it tasty and really work. It has a very strong vinegary taste that we found and we just haven't found a recipe that doesn't hide that yet mm -hmm. <laughs> um so we are trying we don't eat chickpeas very often so having the tids of chickpeas to then use the water it's sort of a limited resource for us but it's it's something that we definitely want to find a better way to use we want to find a better recipe that does use them effectively because if it can replicate some of the textures of you know animal food like desserts is a big thing because you don't have the eggs you don't have the leavening part mm -hmm. of that and you don't have that richness from it if aquafaba can replace that, that would be fantastic. We will definitely keep working on it, yeah. but we have yet to call that a <clears throat> Yes, it is definitely, uh, I think it's definitely a very tricky product to work with. I've, I've read a few 
blogs about, you know, getting water in there can completely ruin it. And really it gives you that kind of fluffy taste. So I think if you're looking for like a dessert, like a, a mousse, like a light and airy uh, is, is always, you know, really nice. As for adjustments, I don't think that there's a lot of adjustments and we're really kind of tapering off adjustments. If we do change things, we're obviously going to, to talk about it. But I think right now we've kind of hit a good point in in our carbs and we've talked about, we've changed it up a little bit and we've kind of found a good focus. So we're gonna give it a, a few weeks to really see if this is a good if this is a good path and good amount of carbs and then all the macros and percentages really kind of seem to work out and we're starting to see success and results. Uh, I know with me hurting myself, it'll be interesting because obviously we changed up our stuff because we were adding in more workouts. So there might be some changes, but we're going to give it a couple of weeks just to kind of, you know, see where we end up. And then if we need to adjust, we can adjust from there. For sure. I think we've changed a lot and we've been very open about changing stuff the last few weeks. And we don't want to get into a habit of just changing things without giving it time to see if it's, if it's worthwhile. You know, I think that that's what we're sort of, we need to see the adjustments and see how they work with our life and see if it is effective. So we're just being more conscientious and, and noticing those changes. And like you said, tracking more diligently and, and um, with us adding more carbs into our diet that obviously gave us a bit more freedom, but we want to make sure that they're still good carbs and not just, Oh, I have the carbs so I can mm -hmm. eat it rather than this will help me long-term. Yeah. And I think with that said, that's, that's this episode mm -hmm. in a nutshell. We're super excited for you to join uh, and on our journey and we hope that we've inspired you know maybe your journey going forward or at least thinking about uh, a plant-based keto lifestyle join us next week as we kind of jump into things that we've changed outside of just changing what we eat you know we've talked about one of the big things that we uh, have switched to a plant-based lifestyle and removing animal animal-based products from from our diet is really this idea of you know uh, trying to be a conscious consumer of, of taking care of the environment and trying to reduce our, our impact on the environment. And, and I think that there's a lot of things that we've really started pushing and changing outside of it that we're really excited to talk about because I think it, you know, it kind of, it's very symbiotic in, in how it all goes together. Uh, if you're not already following us on all the major socials, you can find us at, at Consume for Good. We obviously post recipes and blog posts on our website from time to time as we're, as we're getting uh, more into this. Uh, so check them out and we can't wait to see you guys next, uh, next episode. See you next week.